Hola, and welcome to episode 25 of Word to Your Mama. Today, we have Alex Poli, a.k.a. Man One, a.k.a. Man Uno, a.k.a. The Supernatural Bears Theo Man Uno. He's an artist, a muralist, entrepreneur, and an overall amazing, giving, thoughtful man. I owe a lot to him for many reasons that we get into in this episode. But he starts off the episode talking about the highs and lows of the past, you know, pandemic year and how that's impacted his overall family's mental health, what their family mental health lesson of the year was. Also, we talk about how Overton Lloyd harassed him into painting Sly Stone's RV. Yeah. That's Lystone RV at 4 a.m., like totally P-Funk style, um, along with George Clinton, of course. How he deals with biters and so much more. Also in the Supernatural Bear corner, Supernatural Bear kind of breaks down his words of wisdom on if people that are not blood related could still be familia. And before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that we had a little bit of technical difficulties on my end. So the quality, (laughs) the audio quality is not up to par to what you're used to in uh, other episodes. I did our best to to get it to at least a decent level, but the conversation is so good that I didn't want people to miss out on this. So you'll hear a dip in the audio quality when we go from this into, into the actual conversation that we had about a month ago. All right, let's get into it. Um, you know, but, um, yeah. And like I said, you walk in and everything's painted nice. There's carpet when you come in. Um, so it's, yeah, it's definitely like super nice (laughs) compared to what I'm, I'm, what my usual studios look like. (laughs) Well, well, let me start off man uno with how are we doing? How are you doing during, uh, you know, these crazy times we're in 2021, but you know, yeah, 2020s happened to us all. So, <laughs> how are yeah. you doing? Yeah, I mean, now I would say I'm doing great. I'd say I'm doing really well. Um, things are are definitely have definitely turned a corner mm-hmm. in, in my neck of the woods um, with everything, with business, with family, with you know. Um, having said that, I just lost uh, one of my. One of my aunts just passed away like three days ago. Oh shit! Condolences, um, man. Yeah, she that had sucks. she had cancer um, for like a year, and my other aunt who passed away in January shit. Uh, from COVID, shit. and so um, you know, so that's been the rough the rough patch for this year is just like you know two, you know, of my of my aunts passing away almost back to back. Um, so that totally sucks. But, um, yeah, last year was, it was crazy. It was, um, I never experienced a year like that (laughs) in so many ways. Um, you know, it's been like up and down. It was definitely a roller coaster, the highest, highest of heights and the lowest of lows, you know? Um, you know, like, I mean, just, um, I don't even know where to begin, but, you know, obviously when the pandemic started immediately, I lost 90% of my jobs, you know, 
So ninety yeah. percent of all my work out the window, and I had some pretty cool gigs lined up. You know, um, very cool gigs, high paying gigs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and twenty twenty was about to be your year. You're about to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's oh, the theme yeah, on, on the show. All the guests, you know. And 2020 <laughs> yeah. was about to be like, oh shit, we're about to come up. This is about to be the year. <laughs> yeah, and then someone just got the rug and went. It's it psych. <laughs> yeah, and so that was all bad. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, I one of the my only project for half the year was with this one client who um, I was doing a huge mural for, and I had and and luckily it was on panels. Mm. So I got to do it in the studio. So it was perfect. Yeah. I got to work in the studio every day on this mural for like five or six months. Dope. Um, and didn't have to worry about, you know, the whole being outdoors and being with people and all that stuff. Um, and, and actually I was getting paid, um, like on a, on a retainer kind of basis. Oh, so like monthly? Was, yeah. Like spread like out? Net, like, yeah, like every month I had a paycheck. Like that, Dude, that never come happens. Come on, come on, that's gold. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I told you know I, I told my um, my client I said like you're an angel, you know. Yeah. This is like you're an art angel, you know. So, shout out to Russ out there for you know <laughs> working with me on this whole gig the whole year. Um, so that was you know like that, and then. On the other extreme, um, you know, my family went through some very tough times um, with with mental health issues. You know, um, so um, you know, one of my one of my sons had a, a a really bad experience that that affected us all. You know, mm-hmm. and I can't get into the details right now, just because of course there's there's a, there's a lot of details that I'd rather not talk about, but the overall thing was that, um, you know, um, not only did he need to get help, um, uh, which he did get, um, but then we all needed help, yeah. you know, cause, um, <clears throat> you know, we're a really tight family and stuff like that. <clears throat> so, I mean, just, um, um, it's been, a, it's been a crazy experience with, you know, um, I've never done therapy before. Um, my kids, uh, some of them have, um, but anyways, we had to do like, we're act- we're still doing family therapy. Actually, we're still good. doing it really and it's good. been great. It's yeah. been really great actually. Um, and, um, luckily my son's on the other side of it now. And, good. um, and you know, um, so that was awesome, but it was really, it was really, I mean, really, really scary for a minute. Cause we thought like the worst was going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so it was a, you know, very difficult year for, because of that and i haven't talked about that at all with anybody really well thank um, you for saying something here i mean because i you know i yeah. it's it's important um you know i just had an episode where i talk about my mental health and how important yeah. it is to normalize <clears throat> and destigmatize mental health in our communities in the right. latinx communities and the black and the asian and the, <clears throat> the lgbtqia plus and the disabled yeah. like Especially in the Latino community, so I appreciate you don't have you never have to get into any details you don't want to. But the fact that you brought right. it up, and yeah. as a, as a as a male Latino, as a male Latinx, you know right. that so many people look up to. There's I'm sure there's a <clears> bunch <throat> of people that were going to be listening 
probably to my podcast for the first time on the strength that it's you because they look up yeah. to you and for you to say that and hear that hear you talk about it and say that you know it's been great i mean just that yeah. alone that's a nugget of gold that <clears throat> is I, amazing a gift for this episode for people to hear yeah. do you know what i'm saying so thank you yeah no for sure and you know <clears throat> um it was one of those things where you know you you kept you know when the pandemic started and we were in the middle of it and everything you know you'd watch watch the news and they're talking about like you know mental health issues are up and people are having a tough time right now and you know and you you kind of understand that and you know yeah. and you're kind of like yeah okay i see that i understand it but you know i haven't actually gone through it so i don't exactly know what that means yeah and then all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, oh, wow, this is what it means, you know? Yeah. And because uh, I, I, ne- I've never had any kind of mental health issues in my life, really. Like, um, and, um, you know, most of my stresses and all that stuff I got, I, I, I get out of my system through art, um, through sports, you know, before all that stuff. So I never really had those kind of issues. And, um to experience it firsthand and then see my family members going through it um and then having to kind of help each other to get out of it yeah was really was really uh difficult and um you know um and then i mean just recently actually right before i moved into the studio um a series of events happened (laughs) that um put me like over the edge like I was really like I was it was either going to all fall apart and it was going to be terrible uh-huh. or it was going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. And luckily, it was the best thing that ever happened to oh, me. God. But <laughs> but it but, was close. But, but it was super close. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, I'll just tell you, like, what, what happened was that um, I had to I had everything in storage. My studio has been in storage for like two months, you know, since I moved out. Um of my old studio um, and he had a group of people don't know he had yeah. a big ass studio so you had a bunch yeah. of shit so when we're talking about storage we're not talking about like a a, a, a five by yeah. five we're talking about like a grip of shit well we're talking about a 2500 square foot <laughs> studio that had to be placed in storage in three units shit. 15 15 by 20 come each. on Th- those are big three of those it was caught it was costing me $1,700 a month for Shit. storage. Shit. And um, I, my new studio that I was supposed to move into didn't happen in time. That's why I had to go to the storage. Mm. Because my plan was to go from one studio to another studio. Yeah. And last minute, the space that I was supposed to move into um, decided not to work the deal out with us. And I was back to square one. Mm. And so at that point, I had no choice but to just move everything into storage. So I did that. So I was without a studio for a month with not being able to work, no paints, no nothing, which was fine because we also just moved. And so I was taking care of stuff in the house and stuff like that. So that was okay. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the problem. But then when I finally found the new studio where I'm at now, um, it came down to the wire where i had to be you know uh the first of the month was coming up yeah so i was either going to fork up another 1700 for storage 
or or I was gonna put money down for my new studio and move in there. But I didn't want to do both, right? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't want to pay seventeen hundred bucks for storage and then in the middle of the month move out. So anyway, so I made the call on the weekend to my movers to go help me get everything out so that we wouldn't have to be charged another month. Um, because on a Friday I was supposed to move in um, to my studio, and it didn't happen. And so I said, "Fuck it, let's go on Sunday and." pick up everything and then on Monday in the morning I move in. Yeah. Well, Monday morning I still don't have the keys. Oh, <laughs> so so all my studio was in was in um two 27-foot trucks and a U-Haul. Oh shit. And in limbo because I didn't have the keys yet. <laughs> so, so in limbo but where? Where was it parked for overnight and shit? Yeah, so so two of two of the two of the vehicles were parked in front of my house, just sitting there, <laughs> and I was just paying extra days on U-Haul just just because I couldn't return it yet. And then the other one was back with the movers, and I'm paying them, you know, a nightly fee oh, to man. store my stuff. And obviously, like it came to a point where it's like, okay, the you got to get the keys now, or else, I don't. What am I gonna do? Yeah, like yeah. I had to return everything to U-Haul, and I had <laughs> and and the movers needed their truck back. I was like, I don't know what Stress. I'm going to do. So anyways, it all worked out. I was Good. super, super stressed because we didn't have a signed contract yet. <laughs> so they could have said, they could have said, no, you know what? Never mind. We're not going to, we're not going to do this. And so I was at home freaking the fuck out. And my kids were like, dad, we've never seen you like this. They like you're never yeah. freaking out like yeah. this. And I'm like, and, and obviously at the moment I was just like, I don't, whatever. Shut <laughs> up. You know? But you know, after it all worked out and everything was cool, I was kind of thinking back about it. And I was just like, you know, it was a moment where my entire life, yeah, because my studio carries my entire life. Yeah. All my magazines, all my books, all my art, all my materials, all my clippings, all my, memorabilia everything yeah right was on there and what if the movers just said you know what we're just gonna dump it on the side of the road here because <laughs> we don't have somewhere to deliver it Imagine. right so it was just super stressful and um and i went through that having already gone through what we went through last year with the family so i was like wow it's like uh you know i could see how people you know, it, you can take it over the edge, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So anyways, it's, it's, it's been, it's been really like this crazy up and down year last year. And I think now I really feel like we've turned a corner, yeah. um, personally and, and with the family and, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully with the country and the world too. <laughs> but, um, but I'll, I'll, you'll never know about that. So anyways, so yeah, so the, the, I guess that at the end of the day, you know, um, mental health is a real is a real issue, and um, anyone out there listening, uh, if you need help, you need to reach out. You need to ask for help. There's tons of of of, of uh, organizations that can help, and people that can help, and even just talking to um, you know people you love, um, yeah. they'll help you out. So, so yeah, that's that was a big lesson for the year, and um, hopefully we won't have to experience it at that level again. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, you know, as a family, I think the most important, you know, is that you, you guys have turned a corner and that, you know, you yeah. guys 
are still in the process and that everyone's learning new tools and I and you have a <clears throat> professional who is yeah. you know who's helping you guys individually and as a group that's very important and one thing I talked right. about is like you know you don't have to have a me- mental breakdown to no. seek out me- you know mental health to uh, right. professional like it could be something it could be trauma that you maybe never thought you had an issue with and it could come out at any time and yeah. one thing i said uh was you know because pain is pain and trauma is trauma and if you don't work that shit out it'll it'll find you it'll work oh yeah it, and it manifests in different ways you know right. and i feel like as a as a culture you know being latinx being latino you know chicano however you identify especially yeah. in that culture is like sad what <laughs> What are you sad about? <laughs> yeah. Are you sad? Yeah. Go clean some shit up. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Yeah. it's like, it, it's, there's no concept of that, especially because of the shit. A lot of our, not even one, one generation removed, the shit they had to go through that no one talks about the secrets kept and all this stuff. And it's just like, you know, there's a lot of shit that we, we thought was uh, just our, you know, growing up. That we thought we, right. all the all the rest of the families did the same fucking shit and handled the same fucking ways, and then yeah. you realize, oh, that wasn't that wasn't right, you know. And then it's like, oh, it, now you know, especially because the pandemic. I think a lot of us were faced with some hard truths because we didn't have, we weren't in the hamster wheel to be running around, not mm-hmm. being able to think of that type of shit. Your own shit, your family dynamic. You're like, oh shit, what's happening? So, you know, right. I, I, all that to say. I'll have some links because I provided some links for like, you know, sometimes it, it's it's tough to find so, uh, someone that you're going to fucking tell your all your shit to that you wouldn't tell anyone else. And you yeah. also have certain dynamics that happen because you're LGBTQIA plus or mm-hmm. you're Latinx and you want someone that understands those types of concepts and that those dynamics and those families. You know what I'm right. saying? So I have so I'll have some links that I have for like all those like for the for Asians for blacks and and also the hot tip was if you're listening to this you need help and also it's it's resources being able to get resources to our communities is also one thing because mm-hmm. it's expensive you know but oh, there's yeah. also places yeah. organizations nonprofits also places I told people about is that there's places that do sliding scales so they're therapists that haven't gotten all their hours so they'll mm-hmm. be like oh you can only afford ten bucks a session. Yeah. We'll take it, you know, because they're building hours, but it's still a professional that can help you. So there's a lot of options out there. So I'm glad you you turned the corner. Um, But, you know, this podcast I started in the end during the pandemic is my third one. But this one's really about me, my, my family, my tribe balancing all the different things that you do as one does um as a latina as as a mom a magical motherfucker warrior as i call it but also mm-hmm. like about my tribe people that impacted my life in certain ways mm-hmm. whether they know it or not so there was yeah. no way i could have this podcast and i have you on right <laughs> because like if it wasn't for you, you changed my life in such a way and I, I think, I, I guess it may, maybe it was because of Gustavo he introduced. I don't know how I ended up at your gallery, but you changed yeah. my life in such a way because I was like, never thought that I wanted to be an artist. Never thought I wanted to exhibit. 
Like that yeah. wasn't a dream. That wasn't even a thought. It was just like, oh, someone asked me to do something. And then all of a sudden, boom, here I am. All of a sudden, boom, <laughs> I'm like, you know, doing stuff with you, painting live and doing all these things and <laughs> traveling here and doing this yeah. shit and meeting all these amazing right. people that led me to, you know, you're my part of my family, uh, my extended family. And then the people that I've met because of where you in the spaces you put me in are now part mm-hmm. of my family too. So like, I was like, I, I have to have man one on. Like there, there's no <laughs> way, there's like no fucking way. So, yeah. you know, one of the things, you know, everyone that I have on here, the, a lot of different artists or creators, we can go on for days, but people can look up your shit. Yeah. <laughs> they can look up your history of your art and they can see what you do and da 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 da. What I want right. to know is, cause I think one thing that I, it never, it clicked, but never clicked was, you know, you owned at the time you owned it, you were an artist, a working artist, and you owned a gallery and you did all these mm-hmm. shows, and you helped all these people. But it was like, that wasn't your sole form of income. And mm-hmm. then you were married, you're married, you have kids. Like it never hit me because I wasn't a parent at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right, I'm just like, right. oh, he's just handling shit businessman but until later i was like the question is how do you balance shit and it wasn't until i think i went to your your studio i was like Mm -hmm. you do a fucking lot of shit (laughs) like you do like you do a lot of job i remember i was like you need an assistant like you need someone that can like handle your shit you're doing so much plus the family Plus, you know, and then, you know, going through so yeah. many things that, you know, on the family side and handling all, like, how did you balance all that shit? And you told us right now, you weren't, this is the first time ever in therapy. So we know you weren't in therapy back then. So like, <laughs> no. so literally painting sure. and doing all that shit. With, how did you balance all that shit? Um, I don't believe in balancing. I just juggle. <laughs> and um, that's the first thing. Um, and so I, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, my career has been very crazy um, and, and awesome and everything. Um, and one of the things that I've just always done is when opportunity happens or a door opens, I walk, I walk in, I walk through it. And I don't, I don't make plans. I don't <laughs> like figure out like, oh, Five, you know, one year from now, I'm going to be doing this and five years and 10 years, you know, all that shit. Like, I don't do any of that. Um, I just go with my gut and what feels right and what um, uh, feels to me at the moment that's going to be good for my future. And then I figure everything else as it happens. And, um, you know, obviously that's wives don't always like to hear that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's one issue there. Um But, um, you know, the same time, you know, my wife, you know, Laura's always supported me. So shout out to Laura. I love her so much. I've, I've always done stuff knowing that she's got my back. I mean, we got married early. So, so she's always been my, um, you know, my partner and my, my, you know, my rock with whatever I need to do. Um, cause she believes in me more than I do. So, <laughs> so like I'll be freaking out and her favorite line is like, don't worry, it always works out for you. you know? And so sometimes I'm like, yeah, but what if it doesn't work out this time? What's going to happen? So anyways, um, 
but you know, it was just like, you know, I was an artist and I was doing stuff and I wanted to take my art to the next level. So I started, you know, doing the next thing. And then, you know, uh, galleries weren't showing graffiti artists in the, in the nineties. And it was just the, the art world was just full of snobs and gallery dealers who were just totally snobbish against street art or graffiti art or whatever. So I just said, fuck it. I'm going to just start my own gallery. And, <laughs> and I did. Um, and, um, I, so I had a gallery space, I had a studio and then I had, um, uh, my house. And, um, as I got busier and busier and as the gallery grew and as we got bigger and bigger, it became this crazy thing where I was never at one place, probably like more than like two or three hours. <laughs> I was at the studio doing a painting and then running over to the gallery for an opening and then getting back home to celebrate someone's birthday. And then, you know, it was just like, I was on this merry-go-round, it felt like, um, which at the time I was a lot younger <laughs> and I had a lot of adrenaline. I was only sleeping like three or four hours a night. Um, but I didn't care because yeah. I was like loving everything, loving every minute of it. Um, and I was just doing it and I wasn't thinking about it. <clears throat> so I was pulling all nighters. I was, you know, traveling. I was doing everything that came to me without really worrying about the consequences. Um, except I knew I got, I had to get shit done and I knew I had to, you know, do it in a certain way. And, um, it was pretty much all working out. You know, I ran a gallery for 10 years yeah. and um, grew it from a 700 square foot space in Alhambra to a 2,500 square foot gallery in downtown LA. Um, and, you know, probably represented or show, showed over 2,500 artists yeah. and did probably over 110 maybe 120 exhibitions in 10 years um, where I curated probably, you know, 75% of them. <laughs> um, Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way. So I did all that and I, and I was loving it and it was stressful, but I, I always felt like I was, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, um, as long as you're moving, yeah, then there's no then time feel to feel like, yeah, there's no time to think about it. And also you feel like, like you're moving, so you're alive. And so something's going to happen. You know, something good's gonna happen. And um, it did, a lot of good stuff happened. Um, and I'm saying all that to fast forward to when I finally closed the gallery, which was in 2012. Um, and then all of a sudden, I had like PTSD. 
I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. I would wake up like I remember the for the it took me about three or four months because um, I would I would wake up on Saturday morning like oh my god I have an opening tonight <laughs> oh I have I have a show <laughs> and, and 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 then I'd, I'd stop and I'd be like no I don't. I can go to the movies. <laughs> I can I can go and you know spend the day with the kids at the park. You know, like um, it was really crazy. You know, and at the same time, like I said, that whole time from 2002 till 2012, those 10 years. Um, you know, when I opened up the gallery, you know, I had three kids, um, a two-year-old, and two four-year-olds. That that's crazy. Right? And my wife quit her job to work for me. So I was the only source of income for 10 years. And um, she was my bookkeeper and my accountant at the gallery, um, which made no money. <laughs> we were, we were, we only wished that we could break even every month. That was yeah. our goal. Like if we just break even this month, that'd be awesome. You know? Um, and I made a living and still make a living, obviously full time as an artist. So I, my, my income was, was coming from my live art and my paintings and my murals and whatever else I could do with my art hustle. Um, the gallery just, like I said, we, we were just trying to pay the rent, you know, with, with whatever sales we could. And it was crazy because we would have an exhibition where we'd make, you know, we'd sell out like almost the whole show and make good money. Yeah. And then the next show, you didn't sell one painting. Yeah. And um, you were like, oh, shit, now what do I do, right? And um, so I learned a lot doing that. But I guess what I was saying is, you know, after I closed the gallery, I was like, I started feeling this weird, like, sensation every time that I woke up and, like, (laughs) I thought I had to do something, you know? And so that was kind of weird. But then fast forward a couple more years after that, in 2015, I think it was. 2014 I don't remember anymore I think it was 15 um I got really sick and um I almost died and um that's what really like woke me up to everything because I realized that that life I was living living yeah of just always being on the go um eating really bad you know uh sleeping poorly Luckily, I'm not a drinker or a smoker or anything like that. Imagine. So that was okay. Yeah, I would have been, I would have definitely flatlined if that was. But um, yeah, so that's that at that moment, I was like, oh man, you know, this is, uh, it, it all added up. You know, yeah. all those years of, of abusing my body, not giving it rest, um, just always go, 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 really caught up to me. And so, you know, I, I, well, now when I, when I have to do an all nighter, like, it's really hard for me because <laughs> I'm not used to it anymore. I'm like, you know, I, I pull an all nighter and then I sleep for a week after, you know, cause I was like, I can't bounce back like I used to. But, um, but you know, what I learned was, you know, I have, I, I, not to say yes to everything, yeah, you know, learn to say no to what's yeah. It's like, I learned to say no. I learned to be more patient and, um, negotiate more and and better deals and um Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so i I got i I got a lot of lessons that i learned because of that stuff but you know like i said i was younger and i just figured you know 
someone asks me to do this and they'll pay me something, let's do it. Yeah. Take it all, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. 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 And then I realized after that, no, it doesn't always have to be like that, you know? And so now I'm more selective. Um, and now I pace myself a little bit more. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, trying to work smarter and not harder. Yeah. Um, is what I'm trying to do nowadays. And I don't always make it, but I try, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's a lot of learning and a lot of experience that, 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 uh, so people always ask me like, Hey, so when are you going to open another gallery? I'm like, no. like never, <laughs> that know? was it. Like the, like the only way I'll open it is if like some, you know, rich millionaire comes up to me and says, look, here's 10 million bucks. You, all you got to do is curate or be the gallery director. And here's your salary. Yeah. And, and we'll put you and, and we'll use your name. I'm like, done. <laughs> short, that- short of the, yeah. Short of that. Ain't no way in hell I'm doing gallery again. You know, there's no way that was insanity. You know? Um, okay. So we've arrived to the part of the show where we do questions from the audience. Questions or comments? Well, audience? I didn't know there was an audience. Yeah, right, there's sure. an audience. I reached out to him ahead of time, so it's pre right. pre asked. This is oh, he gotcha. said to ask him about how I harassed him into painting Sly Stone's RV in the in the heat, and no, sorry, <laughs> in the heart of the hood at four o'clock in the morning. This is by the one and only living legend Overton Lloyd. Overton man, oh my god! <clears throat> so Overton. I love Overton and um, I have an, even the way I met Overton was awesome. <laughs> you know, even the way, I don't know if we should get into that because then this podcast is going to be too long, but <laughs> um, so I don't want to keep yapping about it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that kind of stuff later, but to answer his question, <laughs> yes, uh, just to answer his question, um, I'm at the gallery and um, I'm closing the gallery like, you know, whatever, seven or eight o'clock or whatever it was on a Friday. Right. <laughs> and I get this phone call. He's like, Hey man, it's, Oh, um, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? What am I doing? He's all, can you grab some paints and I'll give you an address and meet me there. I'm bringing George and we're going to paint, um, Sly Stone's, uh, you know, RV, you know. And when he's talking about, we said what Overton Lloyd says, George. We're talking about George Clinton. Yeah, George Clinton. Yeah, he's saying <laughs> he, he's telling me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just he's For like those who are not in the know. <laughs> who are not in the know? Yeah, he's like me and George are gonna go to Sly's house. And we're talking about Sly Stone. We're talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. the Sly, the Sly Stone, the, Sly the, the George Clinton Stone guy. Yeah, yeah. Parliament, the and whole shebang, the whole thing. <laughs> And he's like, I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, dude, like, you know how, how big an RV is? Like, you want me to paint the whole freaking thing? <laughs> like, I will at, at least, are they going to buy some paint? You yeah, know? yeah. I need to, you know, I'll take paint and everything, but at least, I know they're not going to pay me. So at least you got to give me some paint. <laughs> so he's like, I'll talk to George. And then he calls me back and says, yeah, George will give you a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> for paint i'm like fuck it whatever let's do it so again one of those situations where number one how do you say no i don't want to hang out with george clinton and slice stone all night come on yeah (laughs) how do you say that exactly 
but um, number two is Overton. Like, oh, like I'll do, yeah. I'll do, I'll do anything Overton asks. Yeah, he, he, he's 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 asked me some crazy stuff to do for him <laughs> with him, and I'm there because it's there's there's no other way to do it. Um, but you know that night was I'll never forget that night because we we finally get to his place like eleven o'clock at night or something, and it's it's in the hood. Okay, <laughs> it's it's in South LA. And he's got his slides, got his RV parked outside his house and he's living in the RV <laughs> and, and he's got his music in there and everything. <clears throat> and uh, we show up and we're hanging out and talking and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. We didn't start painting his freaking RV till like one thirty or two in the morning. <laughs> That's when we started painting it. And, um, there is a video. I recorded a video that night. And um, Barack Obama was president at the time and was taking all kinds of heat. <clears throat> and on this video that I have that maybe at some point I will release somehow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sly and George are going back and forth talking about Barack <laughs> and how how he just needs to stand up there and and. I'm not even going to say what all the stuff they said, but <laughs> they basically said, go up there and grab his nuts and tell people how it's, how it's got to be, how it's got to be. <laughs> that's, that's the short version of what they were talking about all night. But it was, it was the most hilarious and surreal moment being there watching Sly and George going back and forth, talking all this politics and just, I mean, it, but but at the same time, just cracking up with jokes, and <laughs> I I couldn't believe I was there that night. And so um, yeah, we finally got it done. Like at five in the morning, we finished painting the freaking thing. And it was um, just cause. <laughs> like it wasn't for a video. I thought for some reason it was like for a video or something. It was just cause. At some point, Sly Stone was like, "I want my motherfucking RV painted, <laughs> like with some dope shit." <laughs> Right. And so or going originally we were going to perform on stage at one of George Clinton's shows. Right. Yeah. And Sly was going to show up and do a guest performance or whatever. Right. Yeah. And and the only way they were able to convince him to go was George said, if you come to the show, bring the RV and I'll have some artists painted for you while you're at the show mm, mm. right <clears throat> well that never happened <laughs> sly never showed up right so fast forward to when overton calls me and he's like hey remember that thing we're gonna do with slides tonight <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing tonight we're paying it we know so anyways uh, but yeah it was uh it was it was an amazing surreal um night and um i wish i would have really documented the whole night yeah. the whole experience but but it, it, it was too it, it was too loose it was too um uh, unscripted you know yeah, yeah. i mean it was it was p-funk it was completely yeah, like super p-funk it was yeah so that was uh but yeah so shout out to O for inviting me to do that that one <laughs> night and um that was an insane night so. <laughs> awesome okay next one um who do you think are the young up-and-coming artists in LA that everyone should look out for? And this question is from Marka27. <laughs> Marka, always coming up with the 
what's going on next. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I don't even know anymore because um, I see so many people doing stuff that it's really hard to say like, oh, this is the next this person or like, right? Like, because there's people yeah. doing graph that are coming up that you're like, oh, that person's pretty cool doing cool stuff. Um, you know, but I, you know, so I, I don't have an answer. Unfortunately, I don't think, I don't think I have a, I don't think I would do it justice to name drop anybody. Uh, because number one, I don't think I, I don't think I'm in the know anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think I have my ear to the ground, like the way, the way I used to. Um, cause there was a point where I knew like, oh, this motherfucker is going to blow up in like two months or this guy, you know? Yeah. So I understand why Mark is asking me that. Cause he still thinks, you know, I'm the. <laughs> I'm the 20 year old fucking, you know, LA ambassador or whatever, but not anymore. But, um, no, but there's, there's a lot of people who are, you know, what's crazy is, um, you know, Instagram, you can have these awesome artists on Instagram who are like blowing up on Instagram, selling major work, making money, all that stuff. But you don't even hear about them on the streets or know about them. Right. Yeah. And then there's other guys that are really, you know, these guys and girls who are doing cool stuff in LA and, and you just don't see them, especially right now with the pandemic. I mean, can't even go to a gallery to see who's doing what, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you got all this other talk with all this other stuff happening with the, the NFTs and the digital yeah. stuff. happening. Everyone's all over that shit. Everyone's either like all in it or everyone doesn't <laughs> want to hear it or people don't <laughs> understand it. And they're just like, I don't want to hear it. Cause I don't understand it. It's been, <laughs> it's been in the air, but today is the third of March. It's been in the air for me in my world yeah. for the last, like, I say two to three weeks, like nonstop. And then mm. slowly but surely, it was just like in my, in some of my, you know, text threads and stuff. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I was like, holy shit. And all of a sudden my Twitter feed was just like, NFTs, NFTs, and on my tip top, NFTs, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's wild. It's crazy times. Yeah, it's crazy time right now. So, so anyway, so that's just a long way to saying I have no idea yeah. who the next up and coming artist is. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um. Okay. Next question is: How does he deal with people being overly influenced by his work in modern times, aka biting? And this question <laughs> is brought to you by. I'm sure you can guess. No, I can't guess. It's by West Now Vile. It's by Vile, but we like oh. to call him West Now Vile. <laughs> And then I was like, and I, because I, I thought like, you know, when I ask people, I ask people uh, that know the person that's going to be on or are in the yeah. same industry or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or someone that would, okay. like, so that's what I like to do. And so he, yeah. he came up with this question and I was like, oh, all professional. And then, so after this one, I have some other questions and comments <laughs> okay. that are maybe not on that level. So those are, I was like, oh, all these right. are going to be interesting. So, okay. So yeah. how about this one? Let's go with this one yeah. first. Okay. So, um, you know, that's a funny thing because, um, it does suck when you're watching, you know, something on TV or, or you're on the internet or whatever. And then all of a sudden you see something and you're like, Hmm, that looks a lot like my stuff. I know, I know I didn't paint that. Yeah. And, and I can tell it's not me, <laughs> <laughs> but then all of a sudden you start getting messages. <clears throat> hey, did you, did you paint that wall on such and such? And. I saw this thing and it looks like your stuff. Is it you? And or I'm getting tagged on stuff on Instagram and it's not me. So, um, it, yeah, it, sometimes it gets like, oh, okay, this sucks, you know, whatever. Um, 
what can you really do about it, right? Yeah. So, but what I decided to do is I'll reach out to the person and and say something, oh, you know, okay. like, hey, you know, um, where'd you get the style? Because I'm looking at your Instagram and uh, you weren't even doing uh, colored stuff until like you did this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, you know, you're painting a mural and now your first mural looks like mine. Like, what, what's up, you know? So I give them the benefit of the doubt to say what's up. And I've had like some artists, I had one female artist who said, actually, I was really inspired by a piece that I saw of yours. And, um, and I said, I know because, because (laughs) I'm looking at the colors that you use and it's the exact same color scheme from that piece. And she goes, yeah. So I was really influenced by you. And I, you know, and I said, well, that's great. I'm glad you told me, Mm -hmm. but can you please tell the world? Yeah. Because (laughs) if if I know is one thing, but at least if you acknowledge it publicly, then I'm cool with it, you know? And she did, She, she went back and posted and said, Hey, you know, I was very influenced, but whatever. whatever. Okay. Then there's other people who you hit them up and then they're like, oh, what? You invented color? Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. And they have these stupid remarks. And then I get just pissed off because then I'm just like, dude, come on. You know, like, um, you know, we all, we've all had influences, you know, I didn't invent art. Right. So I learned it from somebody and I figured out how to draw and paint from someone else. And, the thing about it is that at some point that you make it your own, you know, yeah, and yeah. you got to get to that point where it becomes unique to you and to your, your sensibility. Um, and when these other artists like fail to even want to acknowledge that, right. Yeah. Then it really pisses me off. But what is also kind of funny to me is sometimes I'll reach out to my friends um, who you know, who you may, who you may have already mentioned on this show already. And I'll say, Hey, check out this piece. What do you think about it? And then they'll be like, Oh yeah, it's kind of whack, whatever. I, I, I see how, I see how you can be upset about that. Or I see how, you know, but don't worry, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're whack or, you know, it's not worth, it's not worth my time to, you know, I'm like, just tell them some, you know, just yeah. comment on their shit. Just, you know, just, because, you know, I can only comment so many times on their shit, right? Yeah, but if so, everyone like, else. Like, back me up. Just fucking throw a little, <laughs> you know, little 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 shade, something, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then my friends won't do it. And they're like, oh, no, it's not worth my time. I'm loud. <laughs> I'm, oh, oh yeah, don't worry about it, you know, whatever. And, like, and I'm like, yo, you know, like, if someone was buying your shit, I would talk shit. Exactly. You know? Like, I wouldn't let it happen. And, um... <laughs> So I, so that's kind of funny and I understand what they're saying, but at the same time, like, um, good friend of mine mm-hmm. and good friend of ours, I should say, uh, Chaz, oh, yes. um, he, he gave me some good advice one time and he said, protect your space. Mm. He's like, if someone gets in your lane, don't let them in your lane, mm. you know? And he's like, protect your space because you, you fought for, for a long time to get to to be able to have that space and no one gets to just walk in uninvited mm. to your space. So protect it, you know, and I'm probably paraphrasing, but that's kind of what he told me in a nutshell. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. So, um, I'm not going to let people in my space easily. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. not down with the biters. <laughs> no biters allowed actually. That's my hashtag. Uh, okay. So the next one is, <laughs> 
Tell us, tell us about the time you showed up to a wall in cleats and tiny soccer shorts. <laughs> That's also West Now Val. <laughs> you mean recently? <laughs> oh man, I, I I don't know. I guess I guess that memory is burned in his mind because I don't remember it. <clears throat> and then but. he said, and then he said, tell us about the time he he had eight Germans in their tidy whities in his pool. <laughs> Again, it must have been burned to his mind because I don't remember that either. Um, and then the, the last one it says, "Tell us, tell us how you use used to order a side of mayo and dunk your sandwich in it." <laughs> this guy. I don't know. No. I don't know what to say to any of that. I don't know what to say to any of that. Except that you obviously know. I mean, maybe you don't know. Um, Vile was, I think he was the first graffiti writer I ever met. Um, oh. Outside of outside of school. Outside of my school. And, um, uh, yeah, so we go way back. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I won't bring up all the stuff about him back then. Because I don't want to, I don't want to like make fun of, you know, his mullet or anything else like that. But, you know, yeah. Hilarious. We've known each other for a long time. Hilarious. So. West Navajo. Thank you, West Navajo, for all the questions. Yeah, Marka and Overton. And Overton, come on out. It's fine. The water's fine. It's fine. You yeah, don't have Overton, to have anything don't worry. Just come on the show. Okay, now it's time for the not-so-rapid-fire questions, the a.k.a. slow-as-hell questions. First one, three <laughs> words to describe yourself. Uh, man, one, art. <laughs> Short and sweet. Okay, the next one. You might have already said this with what Chaz told you, but just in case, what's the best piece of advice you've received? Maybe have some other gems. Oh, uh... I that's a hard one because there's so much good advice I've gotten. I just got this question actually on another interview oh, yeah. um like a couple weeks ago. Um so I don't want to say the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh what's the best piece of advice? Um you know, well, here's a piece of advice that that took me a long time to figure out, but my grandfather told me one time um, you know, rest in peace. My grandfather passed away many years ago, but, um, I was just, I was still in high school, just getting into graffiti. And somehow he saw that I was doing art or whatever. And he told me, you know, um, if you want to sell your paintings for a lot of money, make them really ugly because all the ugly stuff was sell for lots of money. And I should have listened to him. That's my point. Is this is the this is the backwards answer to your question? Is that was the best piece of advice that I did that you, not you follow. Didn't, you didn't follow. I still try to make things pretty, and I should have just gone with the ugly because that's what's selling. Uh, rest in peace, abuelito. Um, that's right. What, the next one is: What are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? To dismantle the patriarchy. Oh my God. Um, uh, that's a, that's that's easier. Um, what am I doing? 
That's a hard question because um, I've done a lot over the years, I think, um, to do that um, in terms of helping out uh, female artists, helping um, female artists get recognized, um, stuff like that. But I think the most um, now... Uh, I guess the most uh, what is what's the right word up to date thing I'm doing is um, I think being a father and teaching my kids um, you know how to be okay with with who they are mm-hmm. you know and um, not passing down the at least trying not to pass down those kind of you know old school macho yeah you know ways of thinking that got passed down to me, you know, um, you know, I have a daughter, I have a daughter who's, uh, um, very much openly, openly gay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, being able to, um, be there for her and, um, you know, all that stuff, um, I think is like a, is like, a like my, my parents still are still kind of denial around that, you know? Yeah. That the different generation, different generation, generation. And also like my dad uses a lot of words, which, uh, would get him canceled (laughs) around, around my, my kids. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing, maybe my language, you know, just being able to change my language and be, be, be very open to, um, to change and not passing down the, 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 a patriarchal kind of way of being, I guess, you know? Yeah, so, that's major. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think that's that's huge. I think it starts in the home, right? It starts with yourself. Yeah. It starts, if you're a parent, it's it's how you, you know, you, you raise your children by your actions, you know? And, it's, and yeah. the fact that you do have a daughter, you have a wife, and they observe how you, how you're respectful um, right. to them and to other women and the fact that you've broken a major cycle especially within our culture that you accept her for who she is and you love her and support her no matter what right. boom that's huge right there yeah next yeah. one song to get you hyped when you need it what's your song <laughs> go to you can ask you can ask uh uh west nalvile <laughs> And, and he he would tell you he would tell you this exact same song. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be the DLC. <laughs> which, which one? Which song? Which Eddie? One? Huh? Oh. Which, what happened? Which song? It's gonna be uh, uh, it's getting funky or funky enough. Yes. Yeah, that's a classic. But is, I forgot the title. Is it funky enough or is getting so. funky? Yeah. I think it's funky enough. Yeah. So that that gets me hyped. Just you know, that's one of them. But there's a lot of them. Public Enemy will do it. Public Enemy will do it anytime. Um, also, but yeah. DLC man, yeah. He would have <laughs> been amazing. He's still amazing. But if it wasn't for that accident, or he would have yeah. been top five MCs. I in my book, I think because like yeah. I remember knowing every single lyric to that song, and right. I don't know why, but for some reason, like. The, the I was like a sophomore, but the senior dudes, like, because I was always around dudes, right? So the, right. they would, like, give me a ride home in their Mercedes. <laughs> and yeah. that song would always be playing. So that always reminds me of those times. 
And oh, then they drop me off and I'll be like, you know, you know what those DLC played all the time. So I always have like amazing memories. So that's that's a dope song. OK, yeah. the final question is, what mm-hmm. will be your legacy? What will be my legacy? Um, well, I hope my legacy is that I was a, a good father, um, a good husband. And I also could paint a little bit. So, <laughs> he dabbled so in that's the paints. Yeah, he, he, he was all right. Yeah. Uh, as as, uh, as uh, sourdough, Scott, <laughs> would say, uh, you know, you're a really good drawer. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, for me, it's, uh, it's definitely like as long as... Uh, as I walk away, uh, go away, people knowing that, that, that I was a good dad and that I was a good husband and that, uh, I did my best, uh, with my family. Um, that, that's like more important than any of the other stuff. Um, way more important than, than all the other stuff that I've done with my art or my career. Um, but you know, that's okay too. Yeah. Dope. Well, man, uno, gracias for being on word to your mama letting the yeah. people know and being so honest and so raw. I really, really appreciate it. For sure. For sure. Thank you. This is awesome. This is a, a very different uh, podcast format than I'm used to. So yeah. I I'd like to switch. So it thank up. you. Thanks. Yeah. For Cause yeah. I know you, everyone's tired of talking about the same shit, the same shit, the same <laughs> shit. So I try to change it up. And that's why I have the questions from the audience because I always like, do you have any questions or any harassing <laughs> comments? <laughs> Right. And, and what's now Val delivered? <laughs> we got some, you know, some real deal questions from Mark and Overton, but then what's now? Because I was, he gave me the, he gave me the like simple, regular question. I was like, no, no, I'm like, all no. right, but here's another one. And here's another one. Here's another one. I'm like, this is the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, this is awesome. So uh, thank you for having me. And, and then you got to come on our show at some point. Oh, not yeah, real yeah. Art. Tell, tell the people uh, the name of your podcast. Oh, yeah. Not Real Art is the podcast. And you can find it everywhere that you find um, this podcast, too. Exactly. So, I'll have it in the show yeah. notes for sure. All right. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Dope. Do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices? Why not support Word to Your Mama? You're listening to it right now. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash WTYM. There are four patron levels to choose from, including Good Looking Out, I'm Down, Hell Yeah, and Please Believe It. Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias. And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, everyone. This is the Supernatural Bear here. And um, thank you for listening to Word to Your Mama. And I just wanted to say, uh, my uncle... Your tío. My 
Dio Man Uno. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not actually related. Like, he's, well, at least through blood. He's not my mom's brother. He's not my dad's brother. He's not my uncle's brother. He's not my other uncle's brother. Or he's not my all my aunties or uncles' brothers. So what is he? Well, I want to tell you guys, family does not have to be blood-related. And as I say, they may not be blood-related, but they're heart-related. And um, the old man, you know, you know he's heart-related. Heart-related all the way. And just want to tell you guys that, in case you didn't know, if you have extended family... Tell them I said hi. And this has been the SMB 16. Shooby doo. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Episode 25 of Word to Your Mama with Manu Uno. If you made it this far, gracias. I know that uh, the sound quality wasn't the best especially on my end, which it should be, right? Because I got the native files. But if you made it this far, that means you stuck with it. And I appreciate that. Manu is such a good person. And I'm just glad to see that he's on the other side of all these different things. And he deserves the best. Him and his family deserve the best because he's really good people's familia for sure. And the Supernatural Bear, you know, dropping the gems in the Supernatural Bear corner. He told me that... I don't know how many years ago now. It's been a long time. He's only eight. So he told me when he was like maybe five or younger. I don't know. But he just started noticing that, especially on my side of the family, his tias and tios, his aunties and uncles, he started realizing when he was asking questions that they're not really blood related. So when I was explaining that to him, he just dropped that gem. And I always remember that. And I always, you know, whenever it calls for it, I'm like, oh, like the supernatural bear says, <laughs> they might not be blood related, but they're heart related. So, yeah, my little genius there. Always Thank you so much for supporting this. If you want to support in a free way, leave a review. That helps to, you know, get us seen by more people. Also, there's the donate. You heard the the promo for the Patreon. And just spread, spread the word. As always, tell your peeps. Tell your friends. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Until next time, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. Theme music is produced by Nico Beats. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPeriwinkle.com and Panoply BPO 